Hello, this is Sean A. Barksdale of the 10 Minutes of Truth podcast. On today's episode, I am the guest speaker at the Sova Innovation Hub and the Rise Collaborative. We will be talking about entrepreneurship, how to start a business and then scale it. Enjoy. Thank you all again for being here. And now uh, we get to always find this to be, you know, one of my the best parts of the meeting is our guest speaker. And this month we are uh, so privileged to have Sean Barksdale with us. And uh, he is a Halifax County entrepreneur. And so uh, with that, we'll just, I'll let you introduce yourself, Sean, and, and go into your presentation. Thank you. <clears throat> good afternoon. How y'all doing? Everybody good? You can hear me good? Great. Um, yeah. One thing that uh, before I start is the mind of the entrepreneur, no matter where you are, um, it's the same. Everybody said pretty much the same thing. We don't do resolutions, right? That's what everybody pretty much said the same. And uh, along with uh, uh, Shane, the same thing here. It's it's not a resolution. It's more of a word that you focus on and that you can find a, a center point as the year goes along because as the hustle and bustle, you know, starts to uh, set in pr pretty much around, you know, end of second quarter, third quarter, things like that. If you have that word that you started off with, you can come back to that center point and kind of refocus again. So our um, our word for this year is uh, pretty much just staying focused, just staying really focused and, and dialing down and, and niching down even more and, and whatnot. Um, with that said, my name is Sean A. Barksdale. Um, as Hope said, um, I'm a Halifax County native. Thank you, uh, for the Rise Collaborative for um, choosing me and, 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 and the work that we're doing, Hope and Lauren. Um, so I would like to start off by uh, first talking about my founder story, how I became an entrepreneur. So I became a certified master printer in 2014. I learned how to run offset printing presses. Um, Hamadas, I learned bindery systems, you know, things uh, like that. And um, I worked uh, in here at Halifax County uh, starting in uh, 2016. I worked for Benton and Thomas. Anybody who knows Benton and Thomas office products. So uh, I was uh, I was their printer for a number of years. So I remember roughly about a year after I had been uh, at Benton and Thomas, uh, my supervisor at the time, Barry Long, I don't know if anyone knows him, <clears throat> he came and he said, hey, we're doing um, a massive spring cleaning, everything that we don't need, Sean, we're getting rid of, right? Collators and, you know, things of that nature that we don't need. The whole time that I had been there, there was a piece of machinery that was sitting in the corner. So our school system here at Halifax County has shut down their printing uh, um, um, uh, uh, class, right? And so they had donated all of their equipment, all of their printers and everything that they had, they donated to Benton and Thomas. So I asked Barry at the time, I said, oh, okay, so you want to get rid of this machine as well, Barry? He's like, yeah. I was like, well, what is it? He said, it's a t-shirt making machine. I said, t-shirt making machine? He's like, yeah, it puts images, it prints images on shirts. I said, well, uh, well, what do you want for it? He said, take it. I said, take it where? He said, take it home. Before he could leave, I got this machine going to the car with it. You know, it is heavy, right? Um, 
put it in the trunk. I get home that night. Uh, my wife at the time, I'm in the bed. So I actually, I Google, I don't even know that it's called a heat press, y'all. Uh, I, I, I Google a t-shirt making machine, right? And all of these machines pop up on YouTube. And I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. I see the machine that he gave me. So as I'm looking at the video, I see this guy talking about the T-shirts, the money that he is making. The thing. I looked at my wife. I said, they gave me a gold mine. Right. So from there, that's when it it, it, it bit me. Right. I, as a child, of course, you know, you know, selling uh, 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 candy and things. So I always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Right. But 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 this was different. Um, as I continue to still work, uh, the key thing that I want to point out is that I wrote down a business plan. I remember getting up at four o'clock in the morning when I realized this is something that I wanted to do. I got up at four o'clock in the morning and I was very, very strategic and I was very, very direct about what I wanted. Why do I want to start a business? What what do I want? What do I want that model to look like? Where do I want to put the business at? Who can help me? Why would they help me? How long do I still want to stay at my job? When do I want to walk off my job? I was very, very direct about years, months about things that I wanted to do. Um, and then I executed right? I executed the, the, the that particular plan. And I started connecting to people inside my plan because I didn't know anything. You know, I didn't know about paperwork. I didn't know anything about how to structure a business, right? So that's one of the first things that I'll, I'll say as well to uh, entrepreneurs and, and, and business owners. Um, so I started to study the market and I started to study my competition, right? Locally and abroad in this particular market. That's what led to the logo. I have the logo on, I have the logo in the background as well because I chose the name Press for Time Tees. What I did was as I studied the competition, I looked at time. One of the major things with printing, right, is that people take a long time to print things, especially large quantities. So I said, okay, how can I give you the same product, a, a great product, in half the time? So I named it Press for Time Tees, right? So in that, you automatically know this is dealing with something that's going to be fast, right? And then we we, we chose the hourglass um, to show we, uh, 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 that, that time factor. And we put a T-shirt in the middle of the hourglass, right? So that people, when they looked at the logo, they knew exactly what they were looking at. Right. And what and what to expect from the business model. That's something I would also say um, a lot of time we need to have a little bit of foresight when we do choose our logo and what our brand will be, because you'll see people choose a logo that really doesn't fit the brand that they're that they're trying to present. Or they'll have a, a bunch of because I me printing, you will have 18 colors inside of your logo that you're going to need printed. And it's going to cost your arm and a leg and you may just need a one off, you know, to get your business started. It will cost you a lot. Right. Or, or it will cost you a lot when it comes to the design. So when I looked at that, the next thing that I knew that I needed to do was paperwork. Right. Filing uh, uh, state and local. Right. Uh, connecting with people that could help me with that paperwork. Um, getting my uh, 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 EIN number, things of that nature. 
And, and the most important thing was starting a business account, right? Opening a business account. It's structuring it, uh, following up, getting you a business email. When it, depending on how you plan on scaling your business at the beginning, you know, Gmail accounts, that is fine. But as you go along, you want a professional email account, especially if you get into government contracting and B2B business that we'll talk about a little bit as well. You want you want to look as professional and be taken as serious as possible. Right. So this is why you need, of course, a bank account. Um and, 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 and because when you get paid, you know, you 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 don't want to send it to, you know, uh, 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 com or, or send it to you. You know, you, you want to have a, a professional uh, business account as, as well. Right. So I, I want to lead into and describe what my business actually does. Um, I specialize in screen printed products. Right. From uh, T-shirts hoodies, joggers, uh, 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 and as we scaled along, which we'll talk about as well, um, football, sporting, uh, uh, merchandise, things of that nature, right? That is, those are my specialties. I want to explain something, um, and, and most people know this as entrepreneurs, and some, they don't, they never think about this. There are only two ways to make money. There are only two ways to make money. That is sales and service. Those are the only two ways that you can make money, sales and service. If you learn how to do both of these things, you can put yourself in a very good position, like a car lot. A car lot sells you the vehicle, and then over a period of time, you come back and it is service. You will get tires. You will get oil change. So sales and service. So I, I definitely want to bring that. So I wanted to niche down. I wanted to make sure that I would niche down. And my niche became speed. I had to figure out how in this industry, because, well, of course, uh, when I first started, not a lot of people were printing. Of course, once the pandemic hit, everybody chose to make <laughs> printing their business because it was the easiest thing, you know, that crafters could do was learn how to make a T-shirt. Right. But the beautiful thing for me is me understanding the printing industry, you know, and measurements and how to read rulers. You know, you're not going to get your garment and it's under your shirt because you didn't understand how <laughs> how broad the, the font was that you used. So I wanted to niche down. So I looked at the technology. I, I looked at technology. Um, and I, I looked at uh, uh, the design of the system and, and how fast I could turn around. Everybody understands the word. And if you do not, the turnaround time. Turnaround time is extremely important in entrepreneurship and business. We are in a fast pace and a fast race nation where people, you know, my money and I want it now. They want their product extremely fast. So that is what I looked at. I looked at the equipment and I looked at the uh, the industry and I looked at the best companies that could that I could buy the best equipment from that would cut my time down. I also connected to vendors that could get me large and small quantities of shirts or, 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 or items that I needed pretty much overnight. Those were the relationships that I formulated that they that that, you know, if if I wanted only 
15 shirts or if I wanted 1,500 shirts, I had that relationship that they would get it to me and it wouldn't cost me an arm and a leg. So that is very, very important to formulate and, and connect with the vendors in your particular industry and cultivate that relationship. That's something we'll talk about as well as we uh, move along. Um, so the key is to, for my business is still providing the best materials, right? Uh, to, it, 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 in larger and small quantities um, it, it, from companies to provide, excuse me, and I could just, and that I could guarantee that I could get it to you faster, right? That, that, was, that was the key for me is if you wanted a Gildan 5,500 shirt for a birthday and you didn't want to have to spend a whole lot of money because it's a one-off, right? Your, only, your, your child's birthday is only for that day. You're not going to wear the birthday shirt you know, you might wear it around the house. I, I, I don't want to have to, I don't want you to have to take out a loan to get the shirts, but I still want you to have the best shirt that you can afford for that event. And I can still get it to you faster than anybody else. Right. So that, that was my thing. Um, so I want to talk about who I serve. Right. Um, so I, I serve a multitude of clients, uh, small and large. Because being raised in, in, in Southern Virginia, I was raised with hospitality. In today's busy and complex business world model and the way AI is taking over, and I use it, I use it. Uh, I have bots that are set up as well for uh, customer assistance, right? But I want you to have that feel that you can come to me and it's personal. Right. So my model that the model that I came up with is that I don't make T-shirts. I make memories because if you are a smaller client and you want a family reunion shirt or if you want that birthday shirt that we were just discussing, you that's intimate to you. This is your son's first birthday, your daughter's uh, first family reunion. You want that intimacy that you know that this individual is going to get it exactly right. If you want Mickey Mouse, if you want Hello Kitty or, you know, their name, you know, a certain way. So I serve that smaller client and it doesn't matter if you are getting five shirts or if you're getting 500 shirts, that customer assistance and that value that you have with me, you feel like you're my only client, even though you know you're not, but you feel that way, right? Because it's very important. I, one of the, uh, the, the things that I do is memorial shirts. Right. People that uh, uh, have been deceased and they'll come and, they, you know, this is this is intimate when a mother has to see her son or aunt sees her niece on a shirt. Right. This is something you want to be able to connect with that person. You don't want to have to talk to a voicemail every time you call. You don't want to have to, you know, get a bot every time that you connect. You want to be able to say, um, do you think that I could add such and such? Well, sure. Of course you can. Right. So. Um, that's very important um, to me. I also have B2B clients as well, business to business clients as we scale um, that I develop logos for, that I, uh, uh, that I do screen, uh, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, that I do storefront designs for, right? Um, I also provide, um, uh, as my business grew, uh, I have larger clientele such as hospitals, uh, larger organiza organizations like the ACLU, uh, the DOJ. Um, and one thing I, I definitely want to say is for, to entrepreneurs is 
if you have a day job, do not quit your day job until your business is double what you make. Not just not just can 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 replace what your job makes. If you make 42,000, 52,000, 62,000, don't just say, okay, 120,000. You, you're gonna have to double it, right? You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to double that because as an entrepreneur, you're gonna have to wear a lot of hats in the beginning. You're gonna be the CFO, you're gonna be the CEO, you're gonna deal with you know inventory, you're dealing with everything, right? That's a lot of hats. So you wanna, you want to make your your business, your job your first investor. That's something that I did. I, I I made sure that as as I got that paycheck, a portion of that paycheck went into my business. I, I made sure that I put something away for the equipment that I need. Okay, I want to get a, a, um, a stock on shirts. I, I seen a deal for, at Gildan, you know, things of that nature. So it was very important as I scaled, um, in which we'll talk about a pivot in a minute. Um, I also print for a, a, a organizations like NASCAR, like uh, Colin Garrett with the 1111 Veteran Project um, and, and Ryan are very good uh, clients of ours as well. Um, so I, I wanted and I still want people to understand that when they come to my business, it is someone that they can trust, that when they put that project in my hand, it is going to get done the way that they want as fast as they need it. That is extremely important that you, because sometimes as we grow, we forget why we started the business and what the why was inside the business. You have to be able to come back to your focal point of why do I do this? If you have a, a baking business and now you're, you know, you're baking 10,000 pies you know, almost a day, that can get hectic and you can really lose sight of why you started this and the importance of the client, because none of us have the business without the client and who we serve. Uh, so I now want to talk about how I pivoted and my and changed over time, because, uh, of course, you know, you start out, you I was only printing for my family. You know, hey, can I get a, you know, a shirt to wear to the gym? And then, you know, as time just went on, it grew and it grew and it grew. I think for everybody that uh, has had their business for the last three or four years, um, one of the most tragic things that we had to pivot in was the pandemic, right? A lot of businesses folded. A lot of people did not survive. Uh, and that is something we will discuss as well. Um, I believe being able to either stay afloat uh, during that time, such as a, pandem a pandemic, and learning how to scale laterally. Remember that word if you don't know that word, scale laterally. Um, and, and, and having to, uh, to be engaged in current affairs, trends, and markets. Those are things we got to stay very cognizant of, right? Um, for me, excuse me, how I pivoted was, and I still do, is I attend trade shows. I go down to Charlotte, North Carolina once a year. And I find out all of the new equipment that is coming out the next year, what it does. I'm looking at the market trends. I'm looking at, OK, you know, pop culture. Uh, I, I was telling my business partner, I was um, I asked uh, uh, chat GPT just last night. Why does Hello Kitty um, transverse across so many different pathways and ages of people? 
my daughter is seven years old. She loves Hello Kitty. I know women that are 50 years old that love Hello Kitty. So I'm always looking at market trends, like how does this do this? Why does this do this? So one of the things that I did was I took a class on how to print on the spot because I wanted to start to grow laterally. And what that means is you take a business model and you start to scale it and grow it in the same, the same business, but different models inside that business. Right. So what I looked at was I said, OK, in my particular area and surrounding areas, no one prints on the spot. Right. So and I also looked at the cost of that. So once I took the class and I gained a mentor, that is something very important as well for us to have mentors. Right. People that that you inspire to be like or have have reached the the pinnacle that you may want to get to. So this brilliant lady was from out of the Midwest that, that taught this class. And I'm, I'm very much still connected with her now. And, and a part of uh, a business, as we know, is you either find somebody that will give you that information and, and just, just loves to, 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 to help, or you pay somebody, right? But you have to, if you're going to be the best in your industry, you have to find a way to be better. Right. And, 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 and a lot of times hire people that already know and have the information that you don't have to keep falling in them lizard holes and bumping your head up against the wall and spending a whole bunch of money that you don't have to. If you say, OK, well, let me spend this lump sum of money and let me get the information that I need. I can have you on retainer as I need you versus saying, ah, you said it's oh, man, it's fifteen hundred dollars over the course. Of, I think I'm going to wing it. And the next thing you know, you don't spent $10,000 when you could have spent $1,500. So that's the model that I learned. I learned how to print on the spot. I started going to sporting events, right? I started going to boxing, football, basketball, connecting with uh, local organizations, going to birthday parties, going to family reunions. And what that allowed me to do was Two uh, beautiful things inside my business model was it allowed me to not have to waste because at first when I would go, I would print off a lot of shirts or merchandise that would be used at that event. But if everybody didn't buy it, I was stuck with it. Right. <clears throat> and this is what you see a lot of people do. So when I started printing on the spot now, I don't have the waste because I'm only going to print when you need it. When you come up to me and say, Hey, um, I'm at a fundraiser, right? A car show. Uh, I would like such and such, such and such. And now what also happens inside that business model is uh, it causes an impulsive buyer. And what I mean by an impulsive buyer is now I can take a $25 shirt and turn it into a $55 shirt. And the, how to do that is I say a person comes and they say, um, you know, they come with their child and they say, hey, can I get a unicorn? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, how much is that? Okay, well, that's $25. Um, would you like your name on the back? Oh, yeah, can I get my name on it? Now, it's impulsive. Um, sure, how much is that? Oh, that's, that's only $10. Okay, well, how about on the side? Would you like to have, you know, your nickname on your sleeves? And which, oh, mommy, can I get? Okay, how much is that? Well, it's only $10 per sleeve. So now I've taken a $25 shirt and I've turned it into $55, $60. And that's no waste. Because if you say, well, no, it's okay. We're just going to get this one design. 
right? And, and then you have your, your price points that are very cost effective. And also inside those business models as well, you have to be set up, right? I learned the hard way and us as entrepreneurs, we learned the hard way. The first time I went to an event, ladies and gentlemen, I only had Cash App and I only had Zale. And individuals were like, well, you don't take card. I, I didn't have Square at the time back then. I was like, Square was just, I was like, no, I left so much money on the table. I was sick. I was, <laughs> I was literally sick. So I, the next day I went out, what did I do? I made sure that the next event that I, I was at, I was fully prepared to receive money any way that they wanted to give it. So always be in position, right? When your business model, scaling your business model that you don't, you don't, you don't miss your payments, um, <clears throat> another thing that I started to do was, uh, with my products is embroidery. You know, I expanded, I got into embroidery. I knew that people, you know, especially summertime hats, that's something, uh, that, uh, uh, Colin and them, they're big on, they're big on hats and, you know, patches and things of that nature. Right. So I had to look at the market trends and also see, okay, how do we scale here? Another big seller, for us, in um, the pivot was I started making what is called legacy banners. Legacy banners is uh, individuals that their loved ones have passed away. We make grave coverings, right? We take your, and this is something very intimate. We take your loved one, you send us your pictures, you know, of, of family members, everything, and your verbiage that you want. We make grave coverings, and this goes back to sales and service. OK, because now first I sell you the product and then, you know, this product is going to be there over a period of time. I service it for you. I make sure that it's clean. <laughs> I make sure that it, it that nothing grows up over it. So these are some of the things that we use to pivot. One of my biggest uh, areas of pivot as of late is I am a government contractor. I have taken and I am uh, registered in SAM, I'm in EVA, you know, uh, these different industries. I just connected with GPO this morning, they sent back. Um, and that is why you also have to have your paperwork in place because if you do not have that paperwork in place, you can, if you don't have your addresses matching up, if you move your business, say you're not, you, you start out in your home and then you move to a brick and mortar. If you don't, Re, you know, update your information and you try to pivot it to these bigger organizations or bigger companies, they will delay your paperwork for weeks and months, you know, and you may, you, you may not get paid. You may miss the opportunity of a business or a job or an opportunity or, 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 or connecting to, you know, a resource officer or, or, or that nature. So make sure that everything is up to date um, as well. Um, and I will uh, kind of end with this uh, resources. That is one of the, the questions that was asked about what type of resources have I amassed or, um, over time? I will simply say my relationships is the biggest resource that I have amassed. I'm a relationships guy. I, I am big on gaining relationships and cultivating them, right? Because a lot of times if you have and do great business, that that business will get you in a room that your physical body can't get into, right? If a person say, oh yeah, I know a guy, he can get that to you. 
And it's guaranteed that he will get that to you. If I say I can get you a hundred up to a hundred shirts in seven business days, I can guarantee that. That means something to a company. That means something for a person who is trying to scale their business or that they have an event. So always remember that the greatest resource that you're going to have is people. It's not things. Right. And um, and I just want to say that that is just one of our models uh, because we also started a, uh, a podcast and we have an initiative, but we would be here all day if we if we talked about those those uh, particular models. So I just stuck with one that, um, you know, that, that that just showed my growth, because as we got to the media side and podcasting side, a lot of things uh, uh, we had figured out by then. And uh, I, I would definitely say. Um, go get someone who knows more than you. That is important. It, it, go get someone who understand and knows more than you and is willing to help, willing to partner and willing to help structure. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you. That was that was awesome. I mean, there were so many just excellent words of wisdom. I truly hope this episode was packed with nuggets that can help you along your entrepreneurial journey. This is Sean A. Barksdale, and I would like to thank the Rise Collaborative for having us. Thank you. <laughs>